you have to order pizza right now. Right now. Hello and welcome to episode number 103 of Unrelenting. I am Darren O'Neill. He is Gene Nivdrilev. And uh, these these numbers just keep getting bigger. It's funny how math works, isn't it? Is that what it is? Math? Okay. Should we have started going in reverse? Or using multiples, yeah, that's, maybe? It's a creative idea. Uh-huh. This is podcast yeah, this number. Is show number 22 now. Uh-huh. We're getting back down to zero. Once we hit zero, we are done. Woo! Well, you know. I had to think about this because one of the one of the fields to fill in in um, uh, Buzzsprout for each episode is the the uh, the episode number, which you know that makes sense, right? But also the I guess it's this it's not season, it's something like season. It's like it's one of the bigger denominators. Yeah, well, some of them have started that with seasons now, which I don't like for podcasts. This isn't a television show. We don't go from we don't do like six to nine months and then take a break and come back for the next season. Don't we? We should. It's not a bad idea to take like three months off. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to go into edit in real time seasons. Yeah, it is season. So I've been using for season the year. So like last year, all the episodes were. (laughs) season 2023 wow we've done a lot of seasons and yeah season 2023 and episodes number one through 100 this is for sir gene speaks of course and then this year the season is 2024 and i thought well shit does that mean i go back to episode one right you would and i thought nah screw that i'm gonna continue (laughs) starting with episode 101 so now for this year it's season 2024 episodes 101 through 107, which makes total sense to me. I don't know if that's going to confuse some of the players out there. It may. And I think a lot of this stuff is becoming irrelevant now as far as numbering. It's a thing that's always been done in podcasting, but mm-hmm. it's never been done in any other sort of content creation. If you're doing a nightly news show on cnn yeah. you don't come on the first night and be like this is episode one and then the next night this well is i'll tell you what it affects two. it affects the order of the episodes in the rss feed well that would also so go just by the them by date. No- yeah but it but it doesn't that's why i'm saying i tested this oh so interesting. i can create an episode tomorrow with a lower episode number and it will be placed further back in the rss i wonder if that's rss or due to buzzfeed i don't know we'd have to try yeah. it on uh yeah you could try it on yours see if the uh, just like uh skip a skip an episode number and then like the episode after that episode try creating an older episode number and see if it sticks it in according to episodes or according to date because it, it actually makes sense that it would be according to episode number because you may publish things out of order but want them to be in the RSS in order. True. And using the date of publication means you would have to unpublish and republish everything anytime you made a change in the past. That makes sense. Because otherwise your older episode will always show up at the top of the list, even if you're just like replacing an older episode because of something. And let's be honest, most people want 
as a podcaster want the episode number because it's like, hey, we've been around a long time. Give us more money. You know, somebody asked me that recently when I, they were like, yeah, how many episodes you got? And I, I don't know, 107 or 109 or something. And they're like, oh, so way more than 20. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, way more than 20. What? It, I guess everybody knows that most podcasts never go past 20. So they kind of use that as a. So if you're if you're on episode 18. Yeah, you're probably not going to survive. <laughs> yeah. And they add up quick. I mean, the uh, the rock and roll pre-show, not really a podcast, but I think we're over 400 now episodes of that which is just crazy to think about uh yeah well you're twice a week so that's right. 200 episodes per year right well it's 104 episodes a year or what I, math <laughs> <laughs> it's my Too early co- in the morning yeah it's my co-host on the other show that was a math guy so uh oh was he a math guy okay. yeah that was sure his uh, those things out yeah that's where he got his degree in mathematics that's his claim to fame. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I think math is important and I can do a lot of math things that a lot of people can't like actually do it in my head. But, um, at the same time, I, I mean, math was never a fun topic for me. I never enjoyed math. No, I hate it. was it. always work. Math and yeah. the, any of the, the science I hated, any of the complex I, math. I failed calculus twice before I finally passed it. <laughs> But you know what I, I loved took it three times when I got into the computer what? programming that clicked for whatever reason. Oh yeah, there was no math involved because right. the computer could just do everything. Yeah, you mm-hmm. just had to know how to get it to do what you wanted to do and learn yeah. the syntax and all of that. Yeah, the beauty of the computer is it is basically just logic. There's it's all about rules, and as long as you can memorize the rules, you're set. You're good to go. And then C came out. And those fuckers just got rid of all the rules and said, eh, you just do it any way you want. And uh, I, I really disliked C for a long time. Now I'm getting into the weeds being a geek here. But back in the early 90s, uh, I had made a prediction that said that uh, with object-oriented C, we will get to a point where not a single developer working on a project will ever know how the program works. And I, I think I was vindicated. I think I'm actually right. I don't think there is a single developer anymore in any company that truly understands how any piece of software that is written in Object C actually works. It's the magic of it. Now, ChatGPT can just write it for you. Yeah, but the problem there is the same. Is ChatGPT will write it in the way that most people have written it because that's how ChatGPT learns which is not to say it's the best way to do something. It's certainly not the shortest way to do anything. And it's going to incorporate uh, all the additional linked libraries that people traditionally throw at it, which is why software now is in gigabytes instead of megabytes or even kilobytes the way it used to be. You know, Microsoft Word used to fit uh, on an 800K floppy, uh, on a three and a half inch floppy, with plenty of room left over yeah well the so, best example of this for me has always been adobe acrobat mm, mm-hmm. which was yeah. originally it's huge as it was originally svelte it was great and now it's turned into the bloated mm-hmm. bloat from bloatland photoshop that runs and, like 20 different processes on your computer 24 7 for no apparent reason it's well, just running adobe shit in case you want to look at a pdf at some point 
Yeah. At some point during the month, you may want to open a PDF file. So we need all these processes just running in the background all the time, slowing down your computer. It is scary yeah. when you go look at a process monitor and see what's running. Oh, and yeah. If you know what you're you doing, know, I, you can prune that down. I bought, I paid for, as you know, because we talked about it, um, Adobe Suite back during uh, Black Friday. So it would have been November, right? Yes, I have to renew my. I've now. not installed it because I dread installing it <laughs> with all the crap that it adds on there. So now I'm just, I've got like, this is the stupidest thing in the world. I bought it because it was on sale, but I haven't installed it because I really dislike it. <laughs> hey, if you, if you decide not to use it, just send that activation code over to me. I'd be glad to add an extra year. Would you like another my, copy? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, want, I, have, I have to go in and, uh, by and this uh-huh. it's getting harder as well because i've made mm-hmm. this uh told this story before but i have a friend who's a teacher doesn't like any of the adobe stuff so mm-hmm. I was like yeah no problem using her account and every year you have to renew and if you don't smart friend uh-huh and if you let adobe do it they're going to charge you way more yeah per month than what you can go buy and it used to be very easy right. to get the activation code now mm-hmm. Amazon no longer sells the activation codes. The only thing Amazon mm-hmm. has, which is where I do a majority of my shopping, mm-hmm. all they have is well, you could be a part of the Amazon subscription thing, which I tried mm-hmm. once and it was like, no, fuck that. Uh so I've been ordering the cards the last mm-hmm. couple of years from Best Buy, who still has them. Okay. The teacher student edition. But this year I went in to get that and they no longer ship them so i'd actually have to go into one of the stores which allegedly have them and that's wow. and that's fine but it's like why won't you ship the little credit card size thing that you scratch the little too thing many off? people lie and cheat and steal probably i noticed yeah. though that b and h which is a very reputable company yeah does been around for a long time the activation code through email so that's probably where i'll hmm. end up buying so what don't don't they need to confirm your teacher email address or something? They did that originally and, and they just keep every renewing. They don't. They don't. That's nope. shocking. I would have yep. expected they, they do. Now, I used to have an ADU email uh, years ago because I found that there was a college in Arizona uh, that would issue you a student ID immediately upon you uh, signing up for a class. Um, whether you paid for it or went if through, you cancel the class, you kept your ID because they would assume you're going to redo it next quarter or whatever. Right. And so it was a way to just like purely online with zero cost, obtain a fully legitimate student ID. But they, they figured out that they had like a million students and only were having, you know, 25 classes that they were running. So I think they figured out, yeah, this is people are just signing up just to get the damn student ID. Well, because um, it is very profitable to have you can get yeah. discounts on oh. not just Adobe. There's a, a lot, lot of things. things. Yeah. Yeah. And I I was an idiot for letting go my original student ID back at the University of Minnesota because I had the absolute best email. You know what my email was? No, tell me. No, let, let me tell you chairman so just said at umn edu really chairman chairman they let you pick yes. your username was this 
I was the chairman of the student service fees committee at the University of Minnesota, which is kind of like a student government thing. And uh, they let me pick the email when I got in that position. And I was like, chairman. <laughs> and it wasn't like the email wasn't tied to the position. Every new person each year picked their own email that they wanted for that. But they couldn't get chairman because you had it. Exactly. And I, so I kept chairman for years. <laughs> and then eventually it said something like, please verify your student registration, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, I guess we're done. But in retrospect, like having and maintaining it, I should have signed up for a class just to keep it or something, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I was just looking at the uh -huh. price. B&H is selling it for uh, $179, which makes it right at $15 a month, where if you don't do that, and if you just yeah. let Adobe charge yeah. you the student rate, I think mm -hmm. it's over double that. I, I think it's like 33 bucks because I think the normal. I rate think that's what I'm paying. I, I'm paying, I think, either 30 or 33 bucks a month as the, the discounted uh, photographer rate. So you can't beat 15 bucks a month for the whole suite. If you no, can make that bucks happen. A month is the cheapest. And it's cheaper and than I clean do, feed. It's even if you go it, with the it cheaper, is literally clean cheaper. Feed. <laughs> and, you know, Adobe has their own recording software now, too. Well, that's what we record the show on. I mean, the as far no, as I mean, like one that replaces clean feed, there's a website that you can go to to record shows in Adobe now. I did not know that. I have to look for that. Yeah, yeah. You should do some research. Um, it's ah, what does it call? It's like podcast.adobe or something. Right. Because I know they have these simple mm -hmm. like we'll clean up the audio, which is basically just going to clean up background noises and some of the yeah. reverb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they do have I mean, it's but there's a bunch of them now. That's what I'm saying. So clean feed is bizarre that they're jacking their prices up instead of down because they're more and more competitors when they first came out they were kind of the only game in town they were the best uh, at the time yeah and uh right now like i said the um descript which is the editing software i use for audio they bought a company that is a clean feed competitor and now that's free to anybody that pays for the editing for clean feed and you can do, I, I asked them, like, is there a limit to the number of shows, number of minutes, number of recordings or anything? And they're like, nope, it's full unlimited right now. So, yeah. Nice. And they have, uh, it's exactly like clean feed. It's all web browser based, uh, but with the addition of video, if you want it. But honestly, uh, I've been doing Zoom now for about a year and Zoom has added more professional features like uh, original sound for musicians, high fidelity music mode. Uh, well, yeah, they realized that one of the big things that happened during the pandemic, mm -hmm. a lot of musicians wanted to play together online. Yes. yes. Yeah. And they stepped it up because when they originally did. when we went to clean feed, Zoom as an option was yeah. horrible. It was horrible. Absolutely. I think in a lot of ways, the pandemic was the best thing that ever happened to Zoom because they got a huge inflow of money that right, they then right. spent on development. Because it went from just being a screen sharing app with really crappy video and, you know, uh, a lot of compressed audio to being uh, really the, the like the lowest latency uh, app for doing meetings. Now, there are other apps that do meetings, but even if you compare the Google one, like Google Meet or whatever to Zoom, um, first of all, Zoom doesn't run in the browser. It's got a native app for the phones, got a native app for the computers obviously 
and it comes out with updates almost every week. I mean, it's as bad as Microsoft. Like, well, it's like constantly yeah, well, doing updates. Skype is like that, too. It has been for a decade plus. I'm like, what the hell do you but keep updating? Nobody fucking uses Skype anymore. I know. Like, Skype was the thing yes. back in the day. You remember No Agenda used to use Skype. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it had some issues occasionally. You'd have the, the squeaky sound. The robotic voice. Yeah, robotic voice or chipmunk voice uh, as it was uh, got desynchronized. Yes. But uh, I don't know, man. I, at, at this point, for podcasts specifically, I'm a big fan of Zoom because my only real big complaint with Zoom is it's a Chinese company. Right. But the podcast is not secret internal meeting conversation to begin with. It's literally made to be distributed. Yeah. So we're, we're literally, by using Zoom, picking up some extra listeners in and, china and that way there's more ai's listening and it's great right? exactly i'm like this is great so i don't mind this shit at all because it's it, it's being used for creating an extra room now we are in clean feed today yes but i am kind of trying to nudge darren along into doing a, well, a i don't mind a test of zoom yeah, i don't mind trying zoom that's fine yeah and i know yeah. since we last did a show is this possible that both you and i have had uh, our plus conversations with the great comic strip blogger Yes. Yeah, I was on the phone for like an hour. The guy, he talks. He, talk, he should be a podcaster because he talks for hours. I know. At 125% speed? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that is the ironic thing. It's like, I encourage people to listen at 125%. But you got to remember, the reason I encourage that is because I don't speak all that fast. I speak what I consider a normal, comfortable pace. Uh, CSB speaks at 125% speed. And I think you speak a little quicker on this show just to keep up uh, than you do on Sergene Speaks. You have a little bit more of a relaxed atmosphere. Yeah, Sergene Speaks, I'm usually multitasking. So I'm like surfing the web while I'm doing the show recording or I'm doing something else. The thing that I found most interesting, because what CSB is doing over at a domain that I own, so I'm kind of helping them out here where I can. Uh, I see how that works. Noagendagpt.com is that to make these little custom GPTs, you're feeding it the transcripts. And mm-hmm. one thing I don't do on transcripts, but I know no agenda does is mm-hmm. try to separate and mark when each individual is speaking. It has that tag. So it'll do you, say, seriously, you don't do that. No, I, I never I have. No, oh. I never have. But the interesting huh. thing is the AI figures out who is who even yeah. on a text yeah. transcript. Mm-hmm. which is very interesting to me because I figured, mm-hmm. well, what mm-hmm. this is going to do is it's going to be totally confused on what, you know, Gene said and what I said or mm-hmm. what Ryan said and what I said. No, it seems to be fairly good mm-hmm. at knowing even from a, cause all the AI systems getting here is the transcript. So mm-hmm. it can't hear the voice. It's not like you're feeding it right. the audio. I tried doing that. Uh, you, you can do that, but only if you're using the APIs, not using the little idiot version, the, the stupid. Uh, yes, the creator. easy, right. The easy go in mm-hmm. and show you very simply how to yeah, do it. It's great for people just getting into version. it. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, for people who have never done it, it's like this is a fun way yeah. to get your any idiot with the podcast that has transcripts can go in without any you knowledge could. of anything could, yeah. and yeah. get this up and running, which is cool. Now, if you know what you're doing you can now, go further the one thing that i i did ask csb he wasn't sure about is um uh 
the AIs are woke, right? We know very much. certainly GPT is woke. So somebody just the content posted of the podcast this morning. Is not woke, right? But somebody just posted that, this morning all of the woke stuff mm-hmm. in the prompts that's going on on OpenAI, uh-huh. which is very interesting. Like if I can find the link, yeah, again, I'm sure I'll, it's not all the woke stuff, but but yeah. a lot. Um, but so the question I have is, okay, so what is it going to censor the podcast when you feed it the scripts? when it's doing answers it probably will it it'll, it would be an interesting test and as you know um or maybe you don't know uh on sir gene i did an interview with a guy um whose whose name is nigrific energy how do you spell that exactly how you'd think you'd spell it <laughs> with an asterisk right no, i spell it with asterisk he doesn't because you know he's allowed to and uh, now I am allowed to say it. I'm just not allowed to spell it. Um, but uh, I suspect that the, that chat GPT will just censor that completely. That wouldn't surprise me because again, it doesn't take things in context. And since it's a level, is there a context for that? I think there is. I think it is <laughs> a, comedy for one which okay there is okay okay yeah yeah if it's so if you label something as comedic it should just turn off the woke filter well it's probably not going to turn it off but again Mm -hmm. this concept that any use of that word in particular is the the word that you don't want to say that you want to use the asterisk for i i don't even know what word you're talking about don't even want it in my transcripts do not want it there (laughs) But there was a high school teacher at an all-girls Catholic high school here in Chicago that got fired because she Mm -hmm. made the comparison between the Washington Redskins. Basketball players? What? It was the saying, hey, if saying Redskins to somebody of Native American is the same as saying this word to a black person, and it was done in a academic setting and i see this is where it all mm-hmm. breaks down for me is that if you can't teach mm-hmm. your children well this yeah. is the word that's bad if you can't even say it in the academic yeah. setting and it gets you fired yeah. then we're fucked because there's well, we are fucked that's <laughs> that, exactly right that's the problem and yeah. when you start doing this the ai these large language models the and the image creation models they can do anything it mm-hmm. is the fact that you had somebody adding another layer that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If somebody's asking for this, don't yeah. do it. Like they literally have turned off Biden and and Hitler, but they kept Trump. Well, of course. So you can make caricatures of Trump all you want, but you can't make them of Biden and you can't have it create anything that references Hitler because it thinks you're gonna glorify Hitler. Uh it's it's the weirdest thing and it's clearly humans that are making these rules it's not coming up with them on its own right and oh, no because you know, this and, was the and first. i can make genghis khan all i want even though he killed more people let's remember which ai was that that was released was it the early chat gpt that was immediately like pulled because people were having it say the most racist stuff in the world I mean, there was one of these that was the the original iteration mm. was like, whoa, 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 because it, it it immediately went all Nazi on people. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was uh, it mm. was interesting. 
because it's like left mm. to its own devices. Even the uh, even the machines are going to go uh, all racist. Mm-hmm. Well, clearly that machine was trained on conversations from inside of the Fediverse. Probably because that's where the majority of them are Nazi related. Well, and this is the intriguing thing is that once you have AI material feeding AI for which it's learning from to then create more. Mm hmm the amount of inaccuracies you would assume would continue to blow up unless somebody figures out a uh, a way to have a neural network or something that can actually fact mm-hmm. check which i don't think we're anywhere close to that because this is not yeah. uh, as you said this is not a thinking thing it is a i'm looking no. at the data that's out there yeah it's a statistical it's a statistical based system so I mean, and it's a lot uh, of fun that it can sure, look at things. Yeah. When I put up this, the uh, bought the URL, noagendagpt.com, I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, I need to have something in order for the chat GPT folks to confirm that I own mm-hmm. it. So it's like, okay, I need a basic web page, just coming soon page sitting there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. do mm-hmm. I, do I load up Dreamweaver? Do I go mm-hmm. in and just code something by hand? I'm like, no, fuck that. I'm in chat GPT. So I said, chat GPT. <laughs> I need a basic HTML page that says coming soon for this domain. Press the that's button good. and do, 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 spits the code Spit out. It right out. Yeah. Yep, yep. I'm like, that's fantastic. I mean, it wasn't pretty. It wasn't. No, it's pretty, definitely not pretty. But it was usable and it was immediate. Yeah. So for those yeah. things, I applaud it. Mm-hmm. But this is because it goes, hey, well, I know how to write code. I know all about the different HTML. Oh. Yeah, it does know how to write code, just not the best code. That's all. No, we'll see. But this is where the money will come in is having. And this is what a lot of these custom GPTs, which is what comic strip bloggers working in when he's uploading all of these transcripts. Mm-hmm. There now, are ones. He, are you allowed to say that? Is he giving you the, the permission to discuss this topic? Yes. Oh, OK. Yes. And uh, because it's an exciting little foray. Mm-hmm. And I think. uh just like Apple all of a sudden is doing transcripts, which whether people like them or not, mm-hmm. now that Apple's providing transcripts, there will be a lot more podcasts who would have never done that on their own, who would have never gone through the extra step because it is a pain in the ass. I wonder if Apple's going to spell niggerific correctly. I would hope so, because otherwise they are very racist. Mm-hmm. But the more transcripts that are out there, the more data that there is to feed into the AI. And I see at some point podcast hosts that will be offering this as a part of the deal, which is, hey, we will update your custom chat GPT. So anybody that has questions about your podcast mm-hmm. could just go, you know, and query them here. But we'll make make sure it's updated with your latest transcripts and whatever else they're feeding into it. I I will say that the current version of GPT does not do a very good job of that. So uh, I played around with the stuff that CSB created. I also made my own and it, it gives extremely generic answers um, with, uh, with fairly specific questions, uh, which is not really what people would be looking for if they go to the trouble of using a GPT that is specifically tied to your podcast. So I think they've got a ways to go. Yes to make that customization better. Uh, the other thing is, I think that the 
purely self-running, like not in the cloud, not using chat GPT for uh, language models will become more freely available as time goes on. And you'll be able to just run a fairly generic free, uh, populated, um, you know, GPT for lack of a better word agent that you have provided the custom links for it to learn from. Right. But you'll be able to do it without using chat GPT, uh, proper without using Amazon, without using any of these things. You can just literally run it on any host. Cause right. My understanding is that I could be incorrect in this, but my understanding is that the, the thing that takes a lot of processing power that they're using GPUs to do is the initial training. It's not the actual running of the queries. It's the training of the system because it has to go through millions and millions of iterations. Right. I believe that's get true. trained. Yeah. So you could train it. And then when you're done training it offloaded on a system that doesn't have the GPUs running, that doesn't have all the horsepower that you originally needed while you were setting it up. Right. And I think that's where, if I'm correct, I think that's why they'll become a lot more prevalent because you'll just be able to get a copy of a pre-trained one in whatever language, in whatever political leaning you want. Somebody will have a liberal version trained. Somebody will have a conservative version trained without all the woke crap. And then you can just install that to use as you want. Now, you know, I'm assuming all this shit's going to happen fairly soon, but I don't know if it may happen three months from now. It may happen three years from now. Right. And what these custom things are doing basically is telling the brain, whatever that may be, look at this data first. So if I take all of the transcripts mm-hmm. from unrelenting and upload them and then say, yeah. we'll use that first. So look yeah. to this data for the answer. And if he can't find it, then mm-hmm. it'll go to outside of that. Right. right. Which is fine. And which, which is great. Yeah. That's what you wanted. Uh, but also depending on who's doing your transcripting, you may have a lot of errors. There are certain well, yes. companies yes. like, for example, Descript, which I mentioned earlier, you know, they've been doing voice to text for over a decade now. They were one of the pioneers in this field. They're extremely accurate, but even they still occasionally will have the wrong word compared to what was said because a person has a weird accent or, you know, for whatever. Well, it's even beyond that. One thing I've noticed doing the transcripts and I use the Adobe software Mm -hmm. for it. Yeah. Is in every show, especially for random thoughts, and I understand mm-hmm. it's never going to understand random thoughts. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. on every episode at the beginning and at the end, I say my name, Darren O'Neill. And quite and often. what Darren O'Neill is. Right. Darren O'Neill. Dar- well, Darren O'Neill. Darren O'Neill. The funny thing is, it quite often spells Darren and O'Neill differently at the beginning and oh. at the end of the show. That's bizarre. And because this is where you get into problems with words. And then if you're looking yeah. for a name to associate something with, well, yeah. D-A-R-R-E-N or it's a D-A-R-R-I-N and O'Neill can be spelled with one L or two L's or N-E-A-L. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All of those variants because the Irish don't know how to spell. And they're all correct. They're all different variants. And I don't know they don't know how to spell. Probably. Exactly. They drink a lot. Yeah. It depends on the state of drinking that you, your spelling changes. 
Yes, and how much you're slurring when you say darn all. Yes, the the more L's you have in the name and the more drinking was uh, experienced prior to saying it. But I'm curious how that affects these uh, AIs too when people are asking, does it it see a Darren with a 1L or or 2L, N-E-I-L-L is a different person than Darren O-N-E-A? L when they show up or is it smart mm-hmm. enough to mm-hmm. go wait this is probably the same person yeah but i'm not sure now, if it does or not i trained descript on my voice years ago uh like three years ago and so it has actually been smart enough to know who i am in listening to the podcast recordings um since then automatically but it's also uh now figured out who ben is automatically which is pretty cool Ah, Ben's going to have his name on a list. Oh, he's had it on the list ever <laughs> since we started doing a podcast. Hey, uh, guess what you get to do now? You get to talk about National Bagel Day while I go downstairs and grab my bagel that's just been delivered. Oh, my goodness. It's National Bagel Day. Well, yes. that I didn't know. Yeah. We got we got notified of that actually like an hour ago on X. Both of us. And then you went to and order I was bagels? like, shit, I need to order a bagel because I'm out of bagels and it's National Bagel Day. And I'm not going to be not eating a bagel. A National, on National Bagel, bagel Day. Day. So you talk about that while I run downstairs and grab it. I don't know what what does one have to say about National Bagel Day, except, wow, what a holiday we have here. And now, you know, if you need to move a lot of product with Gene, just tell him it's National Something Day. Like, oh, yeah, it's National Iced Tea Day. And he'll be like, I have to buy more. He's always got the iced tea. But if you're looking to schlep some stuff off, this is exactly what you tell them. National Bagel Day. And you know what? There's not just going to be bagels. There's going to be bagels. There are going to be locks. Although I don't know what do Austin bagels taste like. I'm pretty sure that the only real bagels come out of New York. And if he wasn't aware that it was National Bagel Day, he didn't have his bagel guy in New York pack up some bagels last night and overnight them. That would have been the only way to do it. The only way to do it well would have been to go to your bagel guy in New York and get those bagels sent to you, get some fresh locks, have yourself a delicious breakfast. I wonder if Gene ever actually goes out of the house. Everybody just comes and brings the stuff directly to him. Like, got your bagels. Oh, we hear the chair. The, the bagels are, there's the bag. You know, Gene. Austin bagels are not as good as New York bagels. You should have gotten with your bagel guy last night and had him airlift you some New York bagels. If they're not, why didn't you have your bagel guy in New York airlift you some real bagels? Well, I mean, these aren't horrible, but uh, it's because I didn't know it was bagel day. Nobody told me until this morning. How dare they not tell you? I thought you would know just by your genetic makeup. Like, oh, it's National Bagel Day. Mm hmm. Wow, let's listen to well, that. I got uh, Einstein Brothers, which is now I'm curious one if of you're the better ones from a chain perspective. If you're listening to this show, not live, if you don't hear any of that bag sound in the background, then the noise gates and the uh, and the filters are doing. There's their, no sound. What are you talking about? Would be doing their job. I've heard <laughs> nuclear wars that were quieter than that. Hmm. 
I could ask. It's called theater of the mind for a reason. Gene's having a bagel, everybody. Mm. Is it national bagel day? Is it, did you get yourself a nice plain bagel? Not bastardized. I'm assuming no, uh, no raisins, no, uh, Onion? Would you get onion in it? I like a good onion bagel. I did actually get onion. That's a good guess. Yeah. Oh. Normally, I like a poppy bagel, but the problem with poppy is you have to eat it over a plate, and then you get because, your drug test because they they think you've well, been I don't, to the Orient. I don't care about that. Mm-hmm. We all know about Elaine on Seinfeld and the poppy bagels. Mm-hmm. It's true story. <laughs> true story. Mm-hmm. So did you get the, the locks? Do you have them on the bagel now? Are yep. they good? A little yep. sour cream. I mean, uh, cream cheese, rather. Locks, cream cheese, onions, and capers. Oh, and a little bit. What are you washing that down with? Iced tea. Oh, of course. One of the, uh, mm-hmm. when is iced tea day? National iced tea day. I'm just curious. <laughs> you would think every you would, day. Every day is national iced tea day at jeans. Yep. I believe that. But the mm-hmm. AIs are going to all be fun to watch where they go. Uh, as much mm-hmm. as it's hard to put a lot of faith in that they're going to be good, especially because of all the woke stuff, I will say that the steps and strides that they have made over the last few years have been somewhat interesting. It's it, At first, mm-hmm. it was one of these things like, ah, this is never going to turn into anything. And then you see the possibilities or some of the things that it can do. Wait, it's June 10th. That is uh, National Ice Tea Day. Is that true, Net Ned? If so, we have to mark that on really? the calendar. Yeah, we have to plan for that for sure. Yeah. Everybody, we said. I'm not sure what'll be different because I drink iced tea every single day. It is, in fact, National Iced Tea Day, June 10th, 2024. Mm-hmm. That means we would just have to send every listener to the show a bottle of iced tea. We can get you involved in that. It's uh, oh, it's on a Monday though, so that's a plan. Yeah, how about every day. listener send us a bottle of iced tea? That sounds better. It sounds easy. It's, it definitely sounds logistically easier. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have to go to the post office. That would be good. Yes, Darren does not like that. Oh, it's he horrible to his wife. Yeah, you always got to send somebody else. Mm-hmm. It's the way it works. Hey, um, since uh, we're not talking about it, I figured I'd change topic. I need to get more followers on X. I need to get to 500 so that I can turn on more of the streaming related features. So if you so, want to go follow Gene, it is Sir Gene TX. Uh, don't give him a choice. Even if you don't, don't want to follow, follow Gene, Gene. <laughs> just go especially, to X. Especially if you Sir don't want to follow TX. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Look, all you got to do is be on there for like three months. After that, I don't care. You can unfollow me. But right now, wait, wait, I'm like wait, 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 followers wait. away. Here, here, though, I mean, are you not? Remember, remember what CSB did. If somebody what? follows you for three months, you send them Bitcoin in the uh, like a dollar in Bitcoin. You that will is send- li- literally illegal, <laughs> according to the terms of service of X. Don't mention it. Just mm-hmm. talk about it on your podcast that nobody's listening to. Right. Exactly. So. Yeah. No, I, I, I would appreciate a uh, follow on X. And again, I don't care if you want to undo it long term. I just need to get past 500 to turn on some more of the features. And of course, I had way more than that. I had like 6,000 people following me back when, which I know is still a tiny amount compared to some of these people. But it's more than I got now back when I got uh, kicked off of uh, Twitter. So I'm still in the process of redoing 
my ex uh followers, I guess. Uh that and then uh, of course uh since I left the Fediverse, you know, that that's where I was doing most of my posting and I had like twenty three hundred people on there. Well come back to the so Fetty, I'm, it's okay. No, no, don't need to. Don't need to. You still have time to transfer. You know, the interesting thing is mm-hmm. Did you delete your account on No Agenda Social or did you, is it still still there? I didn't do anything. I was probably still there. Because then what we could do is we could just forward Mm -hmm. your account to mine and I can have all of your followers. Yeah, Ben already asked for that. So Was there a bidding war? Mm -hmm. Yeah, hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm selling my Fediverse subscriber list to the top bidder. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, the interesting thing is, us. see, the problem is it it would make no difference to you because everybody following you already me also me. followed you anyway. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now, Ben, he's an unknown. He, you want, you could charge ben him. Only got like 10 people following him. So people would be like, probably sure has could changed. make use of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still trying to get my own list off. And so as long as they leave that site up for another six days, I think I can try again. Well, somebody said you should be able to export them, not just do a change follow. You can't. You can't export the Well, the people following you, mm-hmm. you can't do. I exported my follow list and was able to boom. I was following then everybody. Well, that's like six people for me. So that's right. not a problem. No, that was mm-hmm. kind of the same thing here because being on no agenda mm-hmm. social at the time. I never saw the big reason to follow everybody. Anyone. It was kind of like same here. You just pay attention. Fuck them all. Uh huh. You just look <laughs> at the everybody that's posting, and you kind of follow it right. that way. But now that I'm on my own, yeah. I got to follow everybody in mm-hmm. order to see them in the timeline, mm-hmm. which is fine. But it is uh, a different way of going about it because you don't really have a local timeline mm-hmm. to watch. So we'll yeah, that's what basically disappeared is the local timeline. And honestly, that's the problem. And why I'm not back on there is because the local timeline at least was somewhat moderated. It had fewer Nazis on it. It still had plenty. Woo-hoo. Don't get me wrong, but few were compared to the federated timeline, which was like, you know, it was basically an overlap of 90% 50 year old guys with, uh, teenage japanese avatars isn't that the same on x with no clothes and nazis and so a lot of the japanese avatars were wearing nazi outfits <laughs> well that's a culture clash yeah but it's a real thing because there are animes where they do wear nazi uniforms true i mean there was a lot mm-hmm. of nazi talk on the uh, tucker carlson vladimir putin interview and i watched the whole damn thing well, good for you People give me crap. I didn't watch Idiocracy. Well, that was an hour and 15 minutes. I'll never get back that I'd learn nothing. Oh but God. at least, at least the Putin interview was illuminating. And what was the, I'll have to look I'm at. glad you liked it. It was, uh, well, I don't like the folks like Bill O'Reilly, who I overall enjoy his news coverage. But he kind of poo-pooed the whole thing like, you know, he thinks that uh, Tucker should be able, you know, he was against all of the crap Tucker was getting. He's like, because I'm a journalist and I Mm -hmm. appreciate that because O'Reilly said, you know what, if I could have interviewed Hitler, I would. If I could have interviewed Mao, I would. So you, you, Mm -hmm. if you get the interview with any of these people, you would. He talked about Mike Wallace interviewing Osama bin Laden. The, uh, well, he's dead now, I think. Is he? Maybe. 
But he talked about Mike Wallace uh, interviewing the Ayatollah Khomeini back in the day. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you get the opportunity to do the interview, you do it. You don't go, well, no, 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 we can't. But with that said, O'Reilly's like, I don't know what you're going to glean from it because Putin's just going to sit there and lie. And it's like, well, I would rather you break down what he said than as a postmortem and tell us where he lied, where he was misleading and where Mm -hmm. the guy has a, as I think exactly what Tucker Carlson said was an encyclopedic knowledge of the history of Russia. You know, it sounds funny when I hear that because literally every Russian person there has the exact same knowledge. It's just that to an American mind, it's astonishing that anybody would know anything about a thousand years of history. Right. Because Americans don't learn European history in school. That's well, they, don't, we don't learn our own history in school now. It, yeah. Like it's hard enough for Americans to know 250 years of American history. They couldn't imagine knowing some other country's history. And for a thousand years, are you kidding? No way. Like not going to happen. But that's part of standard history education. And so. There was nothing that Putin said that was like not something any random person on the street walking around in Russia wouldn't have known. Way more it's knowledgeable than, than the average American citizen. I don't think that's much of a I don't surprise. think that's in dispute no. about pretty much every topic math, science, uh, history. Uh, you know, all Russians have to be bilingual, so almost everybody knows English or German or French. Uh, here you're lucky to find some people that know Spanish, but only because their grandma speaks Spanish. I did think it was interesting that the, uh, cause I'm guessing that Vladimir speaks English. I understand why he would. He does, but he's got a pretty thick accent in English. And I think he doesn't like the, you know, being made fun of his poor English. Right, so well, just he uses like his translator. Yeah, just like the people made fun of the way Melania Trump speaks English, and it's like it's like her yeah. sixth language, you know? It's, right, uh, exactly, exactly. Uh, she may have been a model, but she's not dumb. No, no. I mean, I'm I have problems learning a second language. So I anybody that right. can do that, I mean, maybe it just takes an extra special type. There's something in your DNA that makes that easier. Mm-hmm. Now, did that? Uh, it was that interview released i'm guessing not without the dubbed voice over because i'd be curious as somebody who understands russian mm-hmm. if it you know i always i'm always curious on how the translation especially it was when an somebody, exceptionally good translation well that's good that's good to know it was really good i was telling this to a buddy of mine last night that um you know i'm pretty good at doing real-time translating from russian to english like I've done that a uh, number of times. Um, this was next level. This is way better than what I would have been able to do in translating real time. Well, I'm this wondering. was of the quality of translation that if somebody wrote a book and then somebody had like months to translate the book. Oh, wow. To make sure everything's correct. That's that level of real time translation that we heard. Because I was wondering if it was actually the real time that Tucker was getting fed to him or they could have gone. Mm-hmm. Although they only had hours to do it, yeah. if you know, for somebody else to dub that in. Tucker was there for five hours. Uh, Putin showed up two hours late. Um, oh, so which, he's like Biden. 
he is it, it, he is very stereotypical everybody knows putin's always late to everything he was late to the ukraine war as well but he's um, but he so sat he there, for a long... there in 2014 <laughs> yeah, right well right uh so but i'm pumped but uh yeah so tucker was there for five hours putin showed up two hours late they started talking interview went for about two hours 15 minutes uh and then um uh, putin left and then biden hung out there for another 45 minutes ate some food and then went back to his hotel you mean tucker you said biden uh sorry tucker yeah yeah i meant <laughs> tucker, of course biden was biden. There, we had a whole different wrong, thing going wrong on camera i was looking at sorry <laughs> uh tucker went back to his hotel but i thought it was interesting that the ending of the interview was vladimir putin going so are we done here now or is there anything else you know you got me yeah <laughs> it's like okay well i mean to be fair tucker said like 20 minutes earlier i have one final question right. for you that it it spiraled from and then there. he kept asking more and more and more and more questions so i i think uh, good luck interviewing an American president where you as the journalist get to set the timeline for how long you're talking. Right. It ain't going to happen because they, they pull off and it's a, not just Biden. It's same thing with Trump, same thing with Obama, same thing with Bush. The, the handlers will pull them off and make them unavailable as soon as the time's expired or as soon as the topic is something they don't want to talk about. Right. So this, you have to give Putin credit for sitting for it, spending that kind of time. Yeah. The yeah. presidential interviews here, way different. And there are the Super Bowl, of course, this weekend. Mm -hmm. The only good interviews before the Super Bowl with the presidents, and of course, Biden not doing one. Not doing it. Yep. The ones that O'Reilly did, and they're up mm -hmm. on YouTube, I'm sure. If you look for the O'Reilly and Biden not Biden O'Reilly because Biden won't do it. If you look for O'Biden, the O'Biden interviews, right? If you look for Obama yeah. and O'Reilly, and you look yeah. for Trump and O'Reilly Super Bowl interviews, the yeah. I give Obama a lot of credit for sitting through those because O'Reilly was not giving him puffball questions, and he was mm -hmm. able to handle it. Well, you know Biden can't at this point, and if he ever could, but. It, this point biden does not have the capacity no mental mental facilities at all yeah exactly he is not sparring one of the interesting thing i did glean from the putin interview was mm -hmm. when the uh former uh, the younger bush was mentioned putin was mm -hmm. like yeah this guy knew what he was doing don't let you know this is you know all a bunch of you know crap that. that was funny because we we all kind of know that i mean those of us that follow politics know that but to have uh putin say that i thought was pretty good yeah it's like yeah people don't give him the credit it's like and again it's because of the way he talks and we understand that and yeah he played a, i think he played into it totally i i agree i think he totally played into it which uh, reagan did too i mean reagan played into that mm -hmm. um just nice nice old ronnie yeah, well, you remember that Saturday Night Live skit that they did uh, of Reagan, where what's his face was Reagan, the the guy whose wife killed him, Phil Hartman. Phil Hartman, and he's like, <laughs> "Well, you know, I'm doing." And then as soon as the door closes, all right, uh, George, go grab the general. Blah blah right. blah. We got to figure out this uh, situation in Libya. Like he's instantly straightens his back. You know, he's no longer this this old man that's just barely there. Right. Uh, and I, I I think that uh, 
what Putin was implying, which probably is quite true, is that that's exactly what um, what Bush was like. Yeah, not the fool that everybody thought. But, you know, it's easier because then people are going to just go in a different direction. Mm-hmm. Not I mean, it, it's interesting because they did the same similar thing with Trump, which is before he was elected and all this. Well, he's an idiot. And then it was he's a mastermind. It's like, well, which is it? You can't. Yeah. The mastermind idiot. Yes. That, that's another good. That's a good show title right there. <laughs> mastermind <laughs> yeah. idiot or idiot mastermind mm-hmm. or whichever way you want to do it. But absolutely. And uh, I don't know if I learned much else. Now, I'm curious. If 124 million views on Tucker so far on wow. just the main and on his own. Uh, and I downloaded X it from channel, the one you sent me, which was somebody else's X, channel, which was somebody right? else's. So and that one was also in the millions. And I think if you add up what's on YouTube, what's on X, what's on Tucker's own page, um, which, by the way, this definitely got me to subscribe to Tucker. So now I'm paying for Tim Pool and for Tucker. Wow. This was uh, impressive enough. huh? I you know, I mean, somebody's got to cover his airfare, right? I think he's doing OK. Well, he is now. I mean, now that I'm subscribed. Now that you're subscribing and you're giving him the full <laughs> yeah. gene uh, backing, now the yes, things will go just up. Just like Tim Pool, five bucks a month. Not bad. Mm-hmm. It adds up pretty quick. Yeah. So I think he's probably well over the 125 million that that he's got just on X. My prediction is this thing will be seen in the first week by about 300 million people, which is awesome history lesson of russian history for 300 million people yes oh yeah bill o'reilly said tucker carlson is a marketing genius he's like i suck at marketing compared to what tucker carlson can do oh at least he admits the truth yeah which he does overall i mean he mm-hmm. has a he has the mm-hmm. ego but he sat down his in uh, was like an hour that he did with tucker carlson i thought was pretty mm-hmm. interesting as well but the question that they got into at the end about the journalist you can put that in air quotes if you'd like depending if you think he was a journalist or a spy that is being held by russia i thought that you, took know, some you can balls. be both yeah you can those are not mutually exclusive in fact an awful often lot overlap. of spies are journalists because they're yeah. yeah you get to travel you're like what are you mm-hmm. here for journalist yeah i thought it took a lot of balls if this was not a pre-okayed question to be sitting in moscow with vladimir and be like so you're going to release this guy? Yeah. And the, if you, if I you, think Putin handled it very, very nicely. Yes. He didn't well, just say, what are you nuts? Of course not. Well, do you, did you he notice? Said, Look, this is not beyond the realm of possibility. We just have to let the people that negotiate do negotiations. Yes. Now, but go back and listen to Tucker ask the question. The first thing you get from mm-hmm. Vlad was, mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it yeah. was one of those like uh uh-huh. you know this is okay but uh yeah i thought that was quite telling you know and unless mm-hmm. vlad a lot of people think vlad is just another one of these guys that can uh that can you know whether it's lying whether it's acting whatever you want to call it yeah but watching him and again i'm not a body language expert or any of this mm-hmm. but he fakes sincerity really well if that's if that's fake and maybe it uh, is yeah i i think that there's 
I think he's in the position where he doesn't have to fake diddly shit. I mean, it just, it doesn't matter. He can be completely honest about stuff without faking anything because it's not going to affect them. Like there's no benefit for him to exert himself to the point of faking anything. Yes. I so thought it was, I think what, what you see is what you're getting. Well, it was quite um, interesting that, okay, the USSR, the USSR fell. Yeah. And it sounds like Putin wanted to get involved with the world community. It sounds like he wanted to yeah, be a did. part of NATO. Yeah. And yep. it's like, so why was this? Why was this poo pooed by everybody else? Why was this rivalry intentionally kept going right. even after the fall of the Soviet Union? Yeah. And I think he hit it right on the head. So this is, I, I was quite, quite happy. And, uh, with the interview, because the, 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 every one of the points that, um, Putin made during this interview is something that I discussed in the last two years, either on the podcast or on no agenda social. Ooh, so I think he's glad that my script draft made its way (laughs) all the way out there. And then they coached Putin on the right things to say. I'm not saying I, I wrote the script. I'm, I'm just saying I'm happy to see it properly executed, but, uh, it's, I don't think that the American audience got everything because it was obvious by looking at Tucker, who looked like he was confused half the time. He always that, does. Even when, I noticed that when he yeah. was doing the O'Reilly interview. Oh, what? Huh? Yeah. That, that some look. of the stuff like, I don't know if he's getting what Putin's laying out there. You know, it's, uh, it may not be, it may be just the way Tucker looks like he's always confused, but yes. maybe he actually is always confused. I don't know. It's hard to say. It might help um, his uh, interviewing style. Yeah. Well, also, he clearly is not used to long form interviews like the sort of Joe Rogan. One person talks for three minutes then the next one talks for 10 minutes style. Tucker's more used to the TV news. You ask somebody a question, they have one minute to answer. Then you go back and you ask another question for 10 seconds. Then they have another 30 seconds to answer that. You know, I think that's not better. That's not what Putin was doing. Obviously he was no, he was in a conversation much more. God, that would be a fun one to have Rogan interview him. Yes. Oh, I would not be fun. That would be a, Rogan would be like, have you ever taken psilocybin? (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you, do you think ayahuasca might be the key to more people believing in aliens? What do you think Putin be like? uh, Are you high by any chance? (laughs) It was interesting. I mean, a lot of the religious talk, which not a lot of people in the United States see Russia as a religious country, which I think is completely wrong. A lot more religious than the U S is. That's for sure. Well, the U S has fallen off of a cliff during my lifetime. I mean, Mm -hmm. it wasn't great Mm -hmm. when I was born 1970, but it's gone off of a cliff since then and has continued to get worse as far as, you know, what, people believe and once people stop i mean again there's a lot of religions which are probably bad but once people have no faith in anything once it's like well this is it no matter what there's no penalty after this there's no afterlife a lot of people just do what they are doing in this country now when people aren't being prosecuted it's like if i can go out in the street and uh, hit somebody in the head with a brick or if i can go sexually assault somebody it's like well i'm not going to get punished why not you know, these are the things that all of a sudden cause a culture to crater 
because there are yep. you don't have law and order if you don't enforce the laws. But I think that Tucker's getting better at his interview style. And what I've saw some of the people on the left, they're like, oh, he's nothing but Putin's lapdog. He just he let him just sit there and mm-hmm. give a monologue. And it's like, well, what else do you do? I mean, this is called a good interview when you let somebody speak and you don't constantly interrupt him, which is what I don't like about Pierce Morgan and his style of interviewing, which is constantly arguing with the person you brought in because you'll ask him a question. The person will literally just start answering it. 15, 20 seconds in Pierce Morgan. Yes, but but what I'm no, what I'm really just talking about, it's like, dude, just shut the fuck up. You're the interviewer. Your job is to ask a question and then sit and listen. It is not to get into a verbal debate with the person that you're interviewing. What's why he got fired? He's going all YouTube now. Piers. Oh, he got fired again? No, yeah. he's on. He's still on BBC. No, he just got let go again. Like today. When? Like today? today? Yeah. Oh, fucking eight. Well, that's, I, I mean, that's probably good. <laughs> what I didn't realize about Pierce Morgan is he's lived in the U.S. for 20 years. Ah, he's, a bad, he's a bad American. He's not even a good Brit anymore. He's not a good anything as far as I'm concerned. Um, I guess he's a, I mean, he's, he does have some topics that he's correct on, but I really don't like his style. It is a little more abrasive, but it's very British. I think it's, it's, it, it demonstrates low IQ is what it is. But I don't understand the complaints when you let somebody talk too much because one when you're dealing with somebody like Putin, who is a world leader at the level that he is, one, he doesn't have to do the interview at all. Two, it could be a half hour and you're done. So letting him set the pace is going to get you the most information out. And as you and I know, the more you get somebody to talk, the more likely, I mean, if you think they're going to slip or let something out, the more yeah. they talk, the more likely that will happen. Exactly. Hey, speaking of talking, I, I'm going to plug Sergene Speaks at this point. Is that show still around? It's amazing, right? Yeah, I can't believe so, that. Episode um, number three is coming up soon. Episode number three. <laughs> I think it's episode 130 something now. Oh, nice. But it's, um, I just interviewed yesterday uh, a woman who is running for the U.S. Uh, Senate. Um, as a uh, senator from California. And um, so that interview should be up on Monday. You have a lot of editing and I to guess do. Y- you, can, you can critique my interview style, but I'd say it was fairly similar to what you saw with Tucker in that I would ask a question and shut the hell up and let her answer it in as long uh, a way as she wanted to. Um, it, it's an interesting interview. And, and, um, she is a Korean American, meaning she was born in Korean and immigrated to the U S and she has a fairly thick accent. And, uh, I didn't pussy out. I actually did ask her as one of my questions about her accent. And is, is that a problem for her running or does she think it's a problem for her running? Cause I think it is a problem. I think that there are a lot of people in the U S who upon having a more difficult time understanding somebody due to their accent are just automatically going to turn that off. Um, that's just reality. She doesn't, she didn't seem to think it would be as big an issue, but 
I'll let people judge that, that listen to the episode and see what they think. Um, but I think somebody, even if they have the best ideas, if they can't be well understood, and this is where Vivek is doing a great job because he has perfect English. But I think somebody like his parents, for example, who were the actual immigrants to the U.S. with an accent, even if they had the identical ideas to Vivek, I think would be not perceived as nearly as successfully. Oh, yeah. Packaging is a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it took like 100 years for the Irish to be able to be understood. Well, we've noticed that once the technology was there where the presidential debates were happening on television rather than solely on uh, radio or before that, just having to read the transcripts, the look of the president, I mean, Kennedy versus Nixon was very clear yeah. cut. Um, yep. You know, what, it's not just the females. And the fact I'm that sure. they, they put talcum powder on Kennedy and didn't on Nixon made Nixon look like he's sweating the whole time. Uh-huh. It's like, well, we have the look is very important more than the ideas. Unfortunately, that's just the way the human brain operates is, oh, you see an attractive person, whatever that is to you, you're going to have a higher opinion of them. And this is why the 19th Amendment should have never been passed. <laughs> it's uh, Sir Gene at SirGeneSpeaks.com. He's no longer on the Fed. He was run right off the Fediverse. But I asked people in a very scientific poll and got 76 people to respond, which for unrelenting. Mm-hmm. I mean, Noah generally gets like 500 people to respond to their polls. Yep. Yep. 76 people on the uh the text was settle the score for unrelenting. Which movie is a better comedy? And the choices, which were, of course, much like the Democrats is leading question. Of course, because it's not a comedy. It's a documentary. It's a documentary right? That should have been your question. Well, they're both documentaries. Which movie is a better documentary. You would have had a totally different result. We had idiot. The choices I gave, of course, idiocracy, the blues brothers and who listens to unrelenting which I was surprised only 14% answered who listens to unrelenting only 11 of the 76 are like who listens to that show. But we had That's a good it question. Was, it was a much closer uh, contest than I would have expected. Mm-hmm. 41% idiocracy, 45% blues brothers. So very yeah, close. And I, very and I would be in the blues brothers category on that because as far as comedies go, Blues Brothers is a better comedy, but as far as documentaries go, obviously it's not Blues Brothers. It could be, could be about two guys on a mission from God. Yeah, it's kind of what this. It's kind of what unrelenting is, isn't it? Just two guys. No, unrelenting is is basically just like Seinfeld from God. We're like Seinfeld Seinfeld from God on a mission from God, right? Yeah, Seinfeld on a mission from God, exactly. But it was a lot closer than I thought it would be. And I get it. Uh, Idiocracy did a great job of making a point. I just felt that that point was made about 15 minutes in and we could have skipped the next hour. It was like a Saturday, if it was a Saturday Night Live bit or SNL TV back in the day, if it was a short bit, like 15 minutes, oh, it would have been great. It's kind of like you take a short bit and turn it into a movie. There have been a few of those, especially from SNL. Yeah. 
Wayne's World was one of the few that didn't feel like it was horribly uh, that movie. Oh, I the, thought it was way worse. That did not need to be a movie. I thought Wayne's World was the first one was really okay. just uh, you just like Tia Carrera. That's all. Well, I mean, I f- forgot for a moment that she was in it, but yeah, she was fairly attractive. In the, <laughs> yeah, she was still in her 20s at the time. Uh huh. Party on. Unlike Mike Myers, who's already in his 40s. Excellent. Yeah. Mm hmm. We are not yeah, worthy. And, I, and Dana White, who is already like 50. So uh, it, it's it, or not Dana White. Dana Carvey. What's his name? Carvey. Yeah. yeah. Dana White is a different guy. Well, I just like uh, that they filmed. MMA. I mean, it, it was also for me, Wayne's World was at the right time. And a lot of the exterior scenes were filmed out here in Chirac. And I worked at a uh, radio shack that was literally like four or five blocks down the street from where that Indian on top of the building is that you see in Wayne's world. That's a real thing. And it's been there forever. And it was originally like a cigar shop. And then it turned into like an optometrist. And it was great because they left the, the Indian on the building. Cause why would you mm-hmm. take it down? Yeah. So it was kind of cool to see those landmarks. Like, yeah, I know where that is, mm-hmm. but overall the comedy I thought was but Wayne's world is really more of a like if it was done today it would be about youtubers right because that's kind of what it is it is it is you know public access television uh, you'd have to really be into television to understand what it was to have ever watched it because most people have never watched it public access tv especially nobody like what the hell was that yeah so nobody i was on a show on public access tv but you know, most people never heard of it. It's like a lot of people don't. Re- I mean, it probably still exists that for your local area, you know, there's probably a studio somewhere like you want to do a show. Just show up. You're mm-hmm. on, man. There's been crazy stuff on public access, but this was long before people could just do it themselves. And this is, you know, ties into the Tucker Carlson thing, which is it's interesting now to see where journalism is going mm-hmm. because the corporate media so if you're on cnn you're on msnbc any of the networks fox this is all being bought and paid for by sponsors and it's quite likely that if your biggest sponsor doesn't like the way you cover a story Mm -hmm. they may not be your biggest sponsor anymore where having individuals now you would normally think well you know tucker carlson maybe he's a uh, a fringe example because he already had fame but a lot of people feel like the individual journalists who are doing their own show on youtube or posting things on x or the wherever that they don't have the resources to compete and while that may be true Mm -hmm. the lack of having the advertisers to answer to makes a huge difference on what you can and cannot put out oh yeah and this is something that tim was talking about on his show about a week ago i think he had somebody on that was asking him about well you know you're you're still beholden to your advertisers he's like well not really because over half our shows the advertiser is us advertising our own coffee and even that, all the ad revenue represents a small portion compared to the people that are making direct donations to us. So really, you know, they're doing the value for value model. Um, 
with some advertising and it's not a pure value for value model, but it's most of their revenue is coming from people like me that are donating, you know, five, 10 bucks a month uh, or a hundred or whatever. It's not for, from the ad money that they get for uh, shilling products. And, and the biggest product they do shill is their own coffee brand. Right. Like that's, we have ponchos here. <laughs> We're shilling jeans, ponchos. Just go to uh, yeah, Amazon. Not anymore. Not anymore. We're the, not shilling those. The link is still in the show notes. How many ponchos overall did you sell? Mm-hmm. And you how can many, take well, the link out. I was going to say, more importantly, how many ponchos do you have left? Yeah, I have a lot left, but um, I'm, I'm no, I'm only, uh, the only ones that are still selling on Amazon is what they have in stock. I'm not shipping anymore over to Amazon. So that's the experiment has been concluded. It's successful or uh, unsuccessful? Obviously not. (laughs) Since there's no new things going up. Well, this is the problem because Amazon actually wants to take more of your money. Yeah, exactly. So screw them. In fact, Ooh. Uh, I was I was flipping channels on the uh, YouTube's yes or on the computer or whatever yesterday. Watch something on Amazon Prime and it said brought to you with limited commercials. I'm like, what? What is this commercials bullshit? And sure enough, Amazon Prime has decided to now have commercials. Now they didn't, you know, they didn't start charging less all of a sudden. No, they they just added commercials in and give you the option to pay thirty six dollars to remove the commercials. Right. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, I really and never I, watched. And I thought, you know, there's a lot more places shipping for free these days, so I'm not even sure I need Prime. So I'm canceling my Prime renewal on Amazon because instead of paying them more and more, you know, when it started, Prime was like forty nine dollars for the year. It's now 149 plus 36 if you don't want to watch advertising in your prime video. So it's pushing 200 bucks a year. I think by getting rid of prime, I will both reduce my bill because I'll buy less shit on Amazon. But at the same time, I don't think it's going to drastically impact my cost of goods because Walmart will ship shit for free and it's right. pretty much same products. But doesn't Walmart uh, have yes. a thing now too, where you pay for an Amazon prime type thing as well? They might, but I've last few times I checked on there and I put orders in it's free delivery and you pay if you want it like today, if you want it, you know, quickly, then you can pay. If you don't care when it shows up, then it's free. The one thing I do like about the Amazon prime would be, with their uh their branded visa card and if you're if you're buying from amazon and you don't have their mm-hmm. branded visa card you're missing out yeah because they give you five mm-hmm. percent back on everything so that adds up yeah which is significant that's that's definitely significant yeah and my parents they you know again i'm basically the uh the intermediary just like when csb wants to launder money you know, my parents, mm-hmm. it's like they don't mm-hmm. want to go online and do all the ordering. So I set them all up with the subscribe and save and everything else. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. for certain things, if you're buying a lot of stuff from them, it makes sense. Their pricing is usually fairly competitive, though. I have run into things where if you're not paying attention, it's quite possible that Walmart had stuff cheaper. Or you can buy it at Costco for cheaper or whatever. Yeah, it is. it's the, the point being that. They're no longer disrupting the marketplace. The marketplace has adjusted to Amazon now. And so you're not going to be in a situation where 
oh my God, something on Amazon is 25% cheaper than some other store. And it's, uh, interesting. It's, just, it's just not the case anymore. Well, it's interesting to me because I've had this happen with pizza places around here, which I was fine to go around the way it's always been and order my pizza. And I could look at the Val pack mm-hmm. or those things that, you know, you get in the mail to get your coupon for $3 off a couple different pizza places with their, Hey, become a part of our club and you'll get all the great stuff. The club thing, you know, was, it's national pizza day today. Is, I thought it was national bagel day. It is both. It's today. national. So it should be national pizza bagel day. I mean, it's, I'm going to send you the link on X right now. I mean, I believe you. it sounds to me like you have to order pizza right now, right now, At, right now, right now. The, yes. uh, the clubs that they started, their little, you know, Hey, frequent buyer things, which they mm-hmm. didn't have to do. I would have been happy. I would have kept buying. I didn't care. I didn't want a frequent buyer club to be a part of my life. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. They started it. And then ran that so poorly, I stopped buying from them. This Amazon yeah. thing appears to be the same thing to me. Nobody fucking said, give me Amazon video. They added it as part of the perk. If you can no longer add yeah. it as part of the perk, they but, would have been better off getting added rid it of as it. As part of the perk and bumped the price up. So, yes, they, they added it for quote unquote free while also doing a significant price increase that same year. And they're not offering like, well, you don't want the video. You can't, the yeah, you can't the break video? the video out of it. You can't buy the video separately. Either you have Prime Video or you don't have Prime Video. And you know what? I I get HBO and Max for free Ooh. already. Your Russian so, guy gets you that. He, you got one of those. You got the guy show up to do the cable my box. My AT&T guy gets me that because <laughs> AT&T owns them. And now I get it for free. It's like in that Seinfeld episode where the guys show up mm-hmm. to put in the box and then everything goes poorly. Gene gets everything <laughs> yeah, they for free. Yeah, the boxes steal everything. Exactly. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, you just have to hit the side of the box. That's all. It's fine. It's absolutely fine. But mm-hmm. I find it interesting when companies do that. And they're like, wait, we're going to add this to make it better. And then that's what makes you go, you know, no, no more. Yeah, I've had enough. I've never really watched any of the Amazon video stuff. Maybe that's just because piracy is way too easy. The, yeah. And the, with the prices going up and everything here with the Hulu prices going up now. And because we haven't had Netflix in years, although I think the okay. wife uses like a pedoflix right yeah, yeah pedoflix uh we have had hulu because that is mm-hmm. uh for me again as somebody who had cut the cord it's a lot easier because they had i don't know that has know, ads not the version we have no ads oh so you're actually paying and not stealing it correct for hulu wow. and that was fine because it that was, would be the last thing i would pay for is hulu because all of those shows are totally available because hulu is just a conglomerate of Disney, uh, what, NBC and ABC. Right. And that was, you know what, rather and, than download, and now owned by Disney, incidentally, for right. For the longest time, it was, well, if it was a CBS show, I had to mm-hmm. download it allegedly to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't like doing that for every show. Granted, I could have probably set up a script or something. Yeah, but you can get CBS plus. And well, right. If they were all together, though, that would be a lot easier. But for the NBC, ABC and Fox shows. You could just go to Hulu mm-hmm. the next day and watch yeah. it. So it made yeah. it was a yeah. convenience. But 
mm-hmm. when the prices keep going up and now they're threatening this well you can't share accounts well my parents have been using my hulu account because mm-hmm. i don't watch it a lot the minute that comes yeah. up like no you can't have you can't watch in two different locations i'm like but fuck you it's the same right. family and i know there yeah, are ways to matter. get around it family it's all bullshit i uh-huh. mean it's I mean, the whole concept is right now with video watching, most people are going to be on different networks all the time because you might be watching it on the home Comcast or whatever mm-hmm. you have. And the kids up in their bedroom could be streaming it through your AT&T account on their phone. So yeah. having multiple IP addresses in one location is not hard to believe. No, I understand if you have like 18 different it, locations it, watching it once, then you it, might want to look. Well, at it. yes, but I, I think. I think it's a hard point to argue when you're technically doing something that's against terms of service to begin with. Correct. But there's always ways around. Because the terms of service have always said that the login is for the person paying the bill. That's always been in terms of service. Well, that changed with the Hulu and Netflix to one location. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, they've eased things up, essentially. They went slightly in your direction from where they were originally it's just that originally they never enforced it and so people just assumed well it's not a big deal they don't care about it so i might as well share it with all my friends and relatives and everybody else because who cares well but here's the now now they start caring and people are up in arms like what what is this bullshit i should be able to share it with anybody i want to within reason again what about people like John C. Dvorak and his wife who live mm-hmm. in different locations, it would appear in different states. They should have two accounts. So like, no, it's a family account. No, it's not a family. If you can afford to live in two different places, you can afford two accounts. Okay. What if you go on vacation for six months to Mexico? Do you have to buy another Then you should account? use a VPN back to your own house. This is the possibility. And that's one of the things. I mean, let's put it this way. You're lucky I'm not running these channels because that's exactly hey, what it would be enforced. You sound like a Russian dictator, Gene. No, I sound like a businessman. Like I said, you sound like a Russian <laughs> dictator. Well, you're sure sounding like a communist right about now. Woo! Now, the uh, Nord VPN allows you to do just that. I've never tried this, but Nord lets you do exactly that, which is have a connection from your house. So yeah. once I set this up, I can set it up on the other end of my parents' house. So if they want to watch mm-hmm. Hulu, it's going to stream it through my IP address. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good ad for NordVPN you got there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that use coupon that's code Sergene. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I wish. I wish I had it set up for NordVPN. I think they rejected me. Really? I uh, thought they let yeah. everybody in. I, except for Sergene, apparently. <laughs> They're like, you sound Russian. <clears throat> Can't have that. Well, I, I might have been going through my VPN from Moscow when I applied to their get their yes please uh, comrades i don't know yeah yeah no it's it's always funny the um i i don't use or shill any of these vpn things i use my own but the whole point of a vpn was to do that was to when you're not where you normally are to be able to come back into your company's network right to be able to use things that explicitly only allow your company while you're physically there to access them. That was the original intent of VPN. Uh, it was not to circumvent Netflix or to, uh, to be able to have people in one country watch videos from another country. Right. Those are all like future created reasons for having VPNs. 
Uh, well, yeah, because maybe nobody, they're even a greater reason these days. Nobody even thought of the fact that there might be a Netflix that mm-hmm. says that's oh, different. Right. If you're in the UK, you get to watch these shows. If you're in the United right. States, you get to watch these shows. It's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. And just by switching the IP address, you have the same account. It's not like you have to get a mm-hmm. British account. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting to see how that has all played out and still why there are things like blackouts with major league baseball who and the way people watch sports now that aren't tied to a terrestrial television station i don't even understand why there's not a crazy time when they used to block sports yeah. on the local channels yes and like either you have to buy a ticket to show up or you don't see the game one of the worst was the old man Wirtz who ran the Blackhawks here up until mm-hmm. his kids only took it over like 10, 15 years ago, right before they start getting good. When the old man ran the show, that was exactly how it was. You could not watch Blackhawk home games because if it wasn't sold out, they would not air it on television because they figured that if it was on TV, that's somebody that's not walking in the door, buying a hot dog and a beer. And it was very weird. I mean, it's very anti. Uh, I could go watch somebody else's team. That would be okay. It didn't. It didn't seem to make sense. And it's. It hasn't gotten there yet. Yeah. But I had. And a, I, I uh, understand the rationale for it, but it's a very monopolistic kind of rationale. It's like, well, I got to sell out my stadium first, so therefore, you don't get to watch it on TV. Yes. And I had a class when I was in college. So this had to be like 19, somewhere between uh, 88, 90, 92, somewhere mm-hmm. in there, where the professor thought at some point you weren't going to even have to pay to go to sporting events because the technology was going to be so good. Everybody was going to want to watch on TV. It was going to be a much better experience. And they were going to have and to I start. And I think it is, honestly. It, well, for racing yes especially football probably baseball depends where you sit but even then yeah um, it depends uh, okay that's always the asterisk is if you get to sit on the 50 yard line two rows up yeah or you get you know i mean there there are areas within the stadium that are extremely expensive and generally unavailable to the average schlub that yes those are better than sitting at home but for most people you're going to have a much better view sitting at home and watching than you are at a stadium for any event. Yes. And he thought it was going to get to that point to where and you for were WNBA much better. Cause you'd probably be watching <laughs> Netflix instead. Probably anything, mm-hmm. but he thought yeah, it would anything. get to the point to where they would pay people to come to the events because they still wanted a crowd. Although now I think you just AI the crowd in. You could just use you, all the yeah. TV. And I magic. think the sports teams during COVID got used to having empty stadiums too. Well, yeah. And then they also, the oddity was, at least with baseball, I don't know what everybody else did, but they started mm. doing the cutouts in the seats. So it looked like they were kind of people. And then they added in crowd noise over the speakers, yeah. which yeah, yeah. very surrealistic or for mm-hmm. surreal, not surrealistic. That would be a, a type of art. Yeah, it's it's almost dystopian. Yes. You know, it's like everything's fake. Nothing is real. Mm-hmm. soon the players yep. will also be machines or ai don't worry about it mm. it's a weird world well, apparently there's going to be an alex jones is going to have david ike debating elon musk on his show that would be you interesting you're going to sell some bo- you're gonna sell a lot of 
a lot of boner pills. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Come on, man. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, uh, it's um, it's no longer in the running, so I can talk about it. But I actually applied to be uh, Alex Jones COO uh, about a month ago. Wow. And uh, yeah, went through some interviews, but they did not pick me. I wonder why. Was it the beard bastards? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what it is. Um, I didn't get the job, so now I'm gonna. I can talk about it, but. Uh, I think it would have been really fun if I would have gotten that job because I'd be basically running Alex Jones company. Well, you would know all about boner pills. And I uh, do. And that's why I can't believe they didn't bring me in because uh, I actually ran a supplement company for about a year, a little less than a year uh, that, you know, did tens of millions of dollars worth of sales. So I'm well versed in the uh, in the market for boner pills and other supplements. Um, a lot of mention, people don't know uh, that your business card says Gene Neftuliev boner pill expert. I know, right? Exactly. Or just boner that's pill like, testers. They, is that what it says? They wouldn't. <laughs> no, that's what yours says, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I don't talk about my business stuff a whole lot because it's it, it's not interesting. It's not it's not as interesting as the topics that we actually do discuss. But uh, since we're talking about X Jones, I figured I'd throw that in there. My disappointment is coming through, hopefully, on, on that, because I think it would have been really fun to come in there and, and really get that company going and, um, uh, you know, making money way more than they have been. And maybe even pay off that trillion dollars that Alex owes. Ooh, yeah. Well, I mean, in six months, when you see his new COO being led away in handcuffs, you'll be like, I am so happy they didn't hire me. I don't know about that, because I, I think. I mean, if it happens, then maybe they'll actually call me again. Right. <laughs> it's hard we, to say. Need, we need the backup to the uh-huh. backup. I, I know. But, but I do know that Alex Jones has seen my resume, at least. So it's, uh, he knows what I'm capable of. That sounded very uh, Putin-esque. <laughs> he knows what I'm capable of. Huh. That's just like when CSB said you need to eliminate Bemrose. I'm like, you're going to have to be way more specific <laughs> with your wording on this. You need to eliminate Bemrose. Yeah. Speaking of CSB, he is our one and only uh, donor today. Oh, my God. Nobody else donated? That's horrible. Nobody else donated. Nobody else boosted. Nobody else boostergrammed. It's all CSB all the time. And it's even worse. As long as people come in and follow me on X, uh, they have a pass for not donating for today's show. But you got to follow me on X. You have to, Sir Gene you TX. So, so CSB sends some sats. How much? Ninety seven hundred, which means the uh, Bitcoin must really be up because he's going at like four fifty per donation, and that was like eleven hundred just a week ago. So if it's ninety seven hundred now, Bitcoin, Bitcoin is up is at forty five thousand dollars per Bitcoin right now. Oh yeah, I'm seeing. I'm totally in the green here. It might be time to sell, sell, sell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But of course, CSB wants to do an ad and, and not even for a good show that's on like Uh-oh. right here you're not talking about us he says howdy comrades gene and darren if you are an american ooh, or you are interested in black american culture and experiences in history mm-hmm. then i recommend the podcast mo facts with adam curry mm. you can find it at www.mofacts.com the hosts mo and adam curry Provide their perspectives mm-hmm. and insights on various subjects, some of which intersect with aspects 
of Black American culture and history. Yo, CSB. That sounded very chat GPT written. That did sound chat GPT written, but I'll tell you what, if you actually are interested in that topic, oh, what you, you just really have to do is listen to Sir Gene Speaks right. podcast uh, with Nigrific Energy on there, uh, who is, as you can probably guess, a black person. I was and, not um, going to make that guess. I was not going to assume I know, anything. I know. It's, it's amazing, right? You shouldn't assume. So I did an episode with him that is currently up. And then I recorded another episode with him yesterday. So there'll be an episode two and we have episode three planned. So if you're interested in a podcast with a a white dude and a black dude talking about stuff, I suggest Sergene Speaks is a pretty good one to uh, subscribe to. Well, especially because I think that Mo Facts with Adam Curry is coming to an end after episode 100, which is only a couple of episodes from now. So you could just merge right into that space. Oh, well, hell, I should just take over their RSS feed then. Right. You could probably, if Adam Curry's listening, uh, he, we've got Adam a. Adam Curry never listens to this podcast. Come on, let's be real. Gene is willing to trade you some very expensive wine uh-huh. so he could just start adding his shows. Uh huh. He'll be like, nobody will notice. They all look alike. They all look alike. They all. Oh my god! You are like the primo racist here. Holy shit! I can't believe you think all white people look alike. I do. Well, except you don't have the hair that. uh, You're colorblind, aren't you? No, I could tell you're colorblind. I am. uh, That is one thing I don't have with the eyes. Mm, Yes. Well, I am definitely colorblind. I don't see color. Uh, You know, I just see like men and women, not anything else. Well, this is where things are going to get very interesting when you keep getting pushed with all of this division stuff. I've been saying that for a while. Mm-hmm. When you start pushing people to the point where it's like, well, what are what is more important to you? Is it the color of your skin? Is it where you were born? Is it your it's the jib of your sail? Uh huh. And if you're going to start dividing, 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 when it all comes down to it, it's like it all is man versus woman that's what it comes down to and that was one of the earliest episodes of mo facts i remember mo making that point which was mm-hmm. i don't consider myself you know a black man first he's like i'm a man first you know that's the right. that's the bear tax that's getting it down to the yeah. you know the basic is it's man mm-hmm. then it's black then it's whatever else mm-hmm. and i don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people still understand that that they're trying yeah. to do all of this and if you don't think the migration thing is a big part of the of the division concept here in the united states and elsewhere because you have people looking and seeing this in chicago is very interesting to watch considering we've had black Mm -hmm. mayors now this the second in a row and we had harold washington before so we have black run black mayor and the black citizens who figured, you know, who better to put into that office to do the things that we need him to do to help our community than yeah. to have somebody that's part of our community. Then they find out, fuck, no, that's not the way it is. This guy's a Democrat. Well, but then person. they keep doing it over and over and over. And it's interesting you bring that up because that literally was a topic conversation on yesterday's recording of Sir Gene Speaks with Nigrific Energy is we were talking about Chicago and the fact that Chicago's had 100 years of democrat mayors and and really democrat rule and it is one of the worst cities in the country in terms of living conditions for black people 
Yes. And they're currently giving money and resources to people who literally showed up yesterday Mm -hmm. that they won't give to the people that have lived here for years. And that just does not make sense. That's got to make some people feel not so good because when there's handouts to be had and somebody else is getting them, it just makes you mad. Well, and there are black groups in Chicago that are standing up now and going, we could vote Republican, you know. I don't know if they will. What? Yes. They can't dare say that. They they're said not, it. They if, did. You ain't, if you ain't voting for Biden, you ain't black. That's, That's what they're what saying. That's what Biden said, but so, he doesn't know where I, he is. You mean, clearly what you meant was these dark-skinned white people. Right. They're obviously very white because they're the only way no they can consider. blacks would ever vote for Republicans. Nope. According to Biden. Maybe you find out that the people that have your best interests at heart aren't the ones that you thought yeah. did. But, you know, he may not care because he may not be running for the next uh, next season there. Well, by the presidential seasons. Yes. Well, or the mayor for Chicago. I mean, I loved or I the mayor for Chicago or any of these folks. I heard the I wasn't even aware of this because I don't follow the mayor of Chicago all that closely. But no agenda mm-hmm. had a clip of him saying people are asking about what all these migrants coming to chicago what are you going to do are you going to go down to the border are you going to check this out when are you going to help us when are you going to do this and he's like uh i'm a black man with a black wife and black kids and i have family responsibilities so i have i saw that soccer games and i have to schedule around my kids i'm not going anywhere like what the fuck i'm a black man talking about like wow responsibilities like, I'm sorry. Now, it is. I do find it interesting that as a uh, a rich black man, he does not have a white wife. Yeah, well. Because that seems to be a trend. Well, then not a, you know, again, this is where you go back to what Martin Luther King said. And you actually parse the language. Yeah. The whole treat people based upon their character. And right. not notice. That was the whole thing. Be colorblind, not That's notice. That's why I'm colorblind, like I've been saying for years. Well, it's certainly the better way to go about yeah. things. Like, I didn't even know this, but apparently I dated two black girls over the years. Did they know they were uh, dating you, though? I'm pretty sure. It's always a good question. I got video to prove it. Oh, was it? but it could be a deep fake. It could be completely AI at <laughs> this point. These days, it could be, couldn't it? Yeah, uh-huh. you're right about that. You uh-huh. never know what that's going to bring up. Yeah, yeah. But I just can't believe that that is a politician like, well, I've got responsibilities at home. I've never heard a politician use that as an excuse of why they're not getting something done. Oh, I done. have. You remember when uh, when our guy, Ted, uh, Ted I keep thinking Ted Danson, uh, Ted, the senator from Texas, uh, when he was flying out to Mexico in the middle of a nice storm here in Texas because, uh, you know, he's got family responsibilities. Oh, the, yeah, I God, do remember that. Ted, 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 what? I don't Ted. remember. I can't remember his name, his last name. Ted, Ted, but Ted, not Nugent. Ted, Ted, Ted. No, not Nugent. It's the senior senator from Texas, uh, Ted. Uh, he ran for president. What the hell is his name? Good old Ted, he ran for president. Oh, my God. I can't believe you don't know this. Was I supposed to know? How do you not know senators and stuff? Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz. Oh, right. Right. You've heard of him, right? Yes. Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Just checking. Yeah. He's a Trumper. Yeah. Because the other guy is John Cornyn, who used to be my neighbor, and uh, he is a total rhino. I wish we would replace him. Hopefully we will soon. 
but um i don't know man these he's part of the union party and he's uh, definitely not a conservative oh no he's republican no i mean what we are using to categorize the democrats and republicans is changing once again Mm -hmm. and it's a it's a fool's game and i understand i made this point on random thoughts that the democrats vote in lockstep because nancy pelosi the leadership schumer if you don't vote the way they want you to then they will not support you for re-election yeah and that makes the sense to a certain point and it's like well that's why their team is stronger but on the other side of that i appreciate the republicans who go wait wait if the party leadership is doing something i don't like not gonna vote for it so i i like having a brain of your own right but i also understand the well then if you don't they're gonna lose their job which means a lot of these people are like well what's the lesser of two evils do i play ball and then live to fight another day right but it's interesting to see it, it's not a very simplistic By the way, can you still hear me i just uh, laid back on the old chase lounge here yeah i can still hear you and uh okay good this i heard the, the notification darian rundall just came in he beat csb for the executive producer slot wow i did now i got a Thanks for eating comment from CSB on X for eating a bagel. <laughs> oh, maybe he likes the AMSR. What's a, uh, uh, ASMR? That's what it is. ASMR. Right? Well, I think, I think he knows that bagels are Polish. No, no, he wants them bagels under relenting. That doesn't sound realistic at all. You should be eating pizza because today's national pizza day. I'll get to that. 565 from Darian who says we're snowed in. And I got jacked by a client, but still wanted to support. So thank you. And just jack nice. that client right back. Yeah. Just not, we're not giving, uh, you know, criminal advice here or anything. <laughs> we don't mean, we don't mean to, uh, commit any violent crimes. Yeah. Little do you know that he's actually in Chicago. And when he says Jack, he, he means jacked jacked. by a client. He means I was really jacked. Uh huh. You don't want to get that. Yeah. You don't want to get jacked. I mean, come to Chicago. I mean, if you want the full experience, you have to get jacked. Yeah, if you're a food delivery guy in Chicago, expect to get robbed by the guy you just brought food to. Well, or vice versa. <laughs> you know, or, vice, or both. You, you could rob each is. other, yeah. I can see that. You know. I can, no, I can totally see that, especially at your house, because you get a lot of these deliveries. You know, ding, 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 mm-hmm. you open the door. The guy's like, okay, two things. One, here's your bagels. And uh, two, he pulls out a gun like, give me all your money. Mm-hmm. Gene's mm-hmm. like, well, I can keep the bagels, right? That's cool. Yeah. Gene's like, I get to keep the bagels and and look behind you. You'll see two guys with shotguns pointing at your back right now. Uh-huh. So why don't you give me the gun to keep as well? I'll take care of that. I collect those. And uh what are your tips like today? Because I'd like to double check your pockets right about now. The reverse cheap around. I like it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's how we run it in Texas here. Everybody has a gun. It's a lot more fun. It is a lot more fun. I can literally call my neighbor, text my neighbor across the street and say, hey, come out here with your shotgun. And they'd be like, okay. They wouldn't even ask why. And they're like, yeah, let me see which one. Right. The one that's loaded and closest to the door, obviously. That's still which one? Uh (laughs) You mean the front door shotgun, the back Back door door shotgun? shotgun, Yeah. Uh Or the bathroom shotgun, the little portable one, the the, the short barrel. That's why I like the, uh, these, uh, 
shelving type things that you could hide the guns and they you know magically just kind of like pop down it's like you could have a gun in every room i have a gun in every room see but would people see them when they came in that's the difference are they concealed do you have like those the furniture where you kind of move a magnet on the mantle and all of a sudden the thing no pops why do down? i need to conceal things no they're they're literally in every room well it all depends on if you have kids it all depends on if you want people to know you're totally have jacked kids? so you're just, you're just right out there in the open <laughs> yeah it's the way it ought to be man there should be a loaded gun sitting on every piece of furniture in your house just, just in, in case. case you got to be protected yeah because it you know it's a dangerous neighborhood and chicago i mean you got you got to be prepared i don't see things getting yeah, any better here they're not gonna the all the people are leaving which the bad part of that is they're bringing their politics to places they're like oh well i'll go to texas yeah. and they still want to be liberal when they get to texas it's like you're, mm-hmm. you're not understanding there is some of that that is true you're not understanding why yeah. where you came from sucks here's what i'm i'm starting to see is uh they definitely do that they do bring their politics from new york and california and stuff when they move to texas but it's on their first visit back that they realize how much better texas is after they go home it's not it's not when they leave it's when they come back for a visit to where they used to live that's when it really hits them well yeah because they've lived in the new and you get humans are very adaptable it's Mm -hmm. amazing how quick you become used to something and how you forget the way it was before and that reminder it's like oh wait yeah this was horrible. Even when you know something yeah. was horrible, a lot of times you don't remember the details. Yeah. You need a good reminder. Like go to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Then you'll see. Then go to yeah, Gene's or house. Just don't because right. it's horrible. Right. Yeah. But with Yeah, the, it is it is um it is pretty bad. Well, with the mayor in Chicago having a 6-year term, oh my god. I mean, I'm that sure it th- seems that looks excessive. Yeah like there should be i'm sure there's a way to impeach but again i mean we they're all saving money on elections i guess right we don't want to do all these crazy things yeah but this is it the citizenry is not happy and it when you start noticing you know having a new enemy pop up and mm-hmm. the people that coming that are coming to this country are not well some are the enemy the people that are males of military age of questionable background but this whole concept that oh well you hate it's very funny like the white people just hate they don't want brown people coming into their country well then how do you mm-hmm. i've never heard anybody say and i'm sure they have but it's not a regularity especially not on the mainstream media to be like mm-hmm. this black guy in chicago doesn't want the migrants what a racist you never really hear it's that pretty racist i think it is but you don't see that uh, as the way it's yeah, being covered the migrants are mostly asian now they are yes yeah this is also the concept that the mainstream media is not talking about is the demographic of people coming in yeah are no longer mainly from mexico venezuela plenty coming in from the middle east plenty coming in from africa plenty coming in from china Mm-hmm. And nobody is making note of that. And everybody wants you to believe that it's just a bunch of families from Mexico trying to get over the border. Mm-hmm. And the law that they want to change 
would give an exemption to families. And it's like, you realize how stupid that is? Yeah. Like, you don't think the cartels, nobody's coming over with ID. Right. Yeah. So now you're making it a, you're encouraging them. Yeah. They're, they're going to have to steal kids yes. just to put them into fake families. Yeah. yeah. Females and kids are going to be the ones at risk yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Exactly. It's like you fucking no, it, idiots. It is such a simple, obvious solution, which is just to not let people in, period. Stop it. Stop letting people in. There is a system period. in place for legal immigration. Use that. Exactly. Exactly. And if you want to change that system, then let's have the conversation. But, but bypassing a system that already exists by ignoring laws that are on the books is not a solution. No. Oh, the interesting no. thing too, you know, NetNed said something that made me think of this too. Well, how mm. come you can't have four guys come in and all be a family? I mean, why? They, are, yeah. <laughs> and, and two of them might consider themselves to be women. Yes. Yeah. I forgot. We I mean, that's in- the easy answer. All they have to do at the border is say, oh, and by the way, I identify as a female. Uh, so technically you can't be saying it's all men coming across. Right. And I'm a 35 year old uh, uh-huh. Asian guy and I identify as a 14 year old white girl. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, that could be a case, but it's um, I, th- I think there's uh, a few of those in Thailand. Probably. But uh <laughs> But yeah, it, it's it's just ridiculous, is what it is. The the country's going to hell in a handbasket. Been saying it for a while, and it's still true. And the sad part is that while there's some outrage and people that are politically astute, you know, us, there's very little general outrage out there, and then the numbers have to get much higher of disappointment and disillusionment and dis dislike of the government before anything's going to change. Cause right now the Democrats are perfectly fine ignoring laws that are in the books and not caring about it. And why should they care? Because apparently now a man who's too senile to be charged criminally yes. is still okay to run the country. Yeah, I don't understand how those two things go together. The, yeah. well, you know, that's how it works. The that's fact works now. that they're going back to 2015 or 2017 and saying that things Biden was asked at the time he couldn't remember simple mm-hmm. things. That is so concerning. And we have talked about it because you can see it. I had mm-hmm. one grandmother that had Alzheimer's. I had one that had dementia. I saw this stuff. I mean, you're kind of screwed then. Probably. Probably. I'm just hoping from the other direction or, you know, I'll be dead long before then. Well, then you got to work on your heart getting worse. Right. I got to that again. National Pizza Day. Yeah, exactly, man. It's, it's, your, it's your time to shine. It all goes right there together. But you see these things. Hey, I, I ate a bagel. The least you can do is eat a whole pizza. Yeah. My grandmother that had the Alzheimer's, which, I mean, I've thought everybody's been talking Biden, dementia, dementia, dementia. Maybe that's part of it. But the Alzheimer's. Mm is the one usually more related to I was just talking to somebody that's been dead 20 years. Yeah. Dementia is usually just a failing of memory where the Alzheimer's seems to be more of a, not only I think a, dementia is one of the things that happens during Alzheimer's. So it's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't think they're the same thing, but I think 
when you have Alzheimer's, one of the things you have is dementia. When he, but, but somebody young can also have dementia without having Alzheimer's. Right. But Biden not being able to remember dates like when he was vice president Biden or when had his, his son died. brain unscrewed. Multiple times. Multiple times. And he's like 105 years old. And they found so, that, yes, he broke the law, but he can never stand trial. And that pissed him off, which is well, just going to show. You know, presidents are excluded from ever standing trial for anything while they're president. Unless they're Donald Trump. Except for Trump. Right. <laughs> We have to make that carve out everything yeah, except well, that's, for Donald Trump. You know, it's unfortunate for Trump, but there is the Trump carve out. Yes. If your name happens to be Trump, no other laws apply to you except for laws the Democrats want to have. It was interesting yeah. from the going back to the Putin interview for a minute that he has not talked to Biden since this escalation well, started. Well, I agree. <laughs> but he no, said, I think I'm just quoting him. It's like, well, why? Why would I talk to him? Like, what is that going to do? Well, I, I, I mean, understood if he Tucker's wants to, question. He can reach out if he wants, but I'm, you know, I don't need to talk to him. We know he's the proxy. We know he's the one providing mm-hmm. or the country that he's in charge of anyway is providing mm-hmm. the materials. Yeah. So that was a kind of an interesting thing. But then Putin also said he had good personal relationships with Bush. I think both yeah. Bush and, and uh, with both Bushes Trump and, and Trump. Obama. Yeah. Or, sorry, Obama and Trump, Trump and Trump, you know, yeah, and it was, it was like, no, he didn't say Obama. He said Trump, Trump and, Bush. and Bushes. So I think it's pretty obvious that the, the, the left is going to take away from this. Uh, Putin acknowledges that he funded the campaigns of both Bushes right. and Trump. Right. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. It's obvious. It's right there. It's I mean, he uh-huh. basically uh-huh. said it. It's yeah. I don't even basically know. essentially. I mean, you go look at Snopes. Snopes will say uh, Putin admitted to funding campaigns of both Bushes and Trump, as is evident in his interview. True. So like I it scares me. Joe yeah. Biden wearing a hat backwards. Nope, that's false. That's not he's not wearing a hat backwards. He's standing facing the wrong direction, but the hat is correct. And he doesn't know where he is, what he's doing. Yes. And uh, that's not going to get better once you have a condition Why have I like been that? saying it's time to reopen the asylums for like 20 years now? Because well, it's time to reopen the asylums. Well, this is how countries like Singapore don't have drug problems. Uh-huh. Because, you know. It's a death penalty for drugs. Well, it's I think the first part of it is you're doing like two years of rehab if you're caught. That's like the step mm-hmm. number one. Right. Which once you, you do that, caught. I don't know if you want to get caught again. Yeah. But these, you know, there are ways to de-incentivize bad behavior. And this is what living in a society is all about. De-incentivizing bad behavior. Because as human beings, I think we're all kind of prone to some kind of bad behavior but you look at the logical part of your brain i mean sure i'd like to just go take the you know 12 donuts over there and just walk away without paying but the other part of your brain that says well no you mean the 12 movies over there or the 12 recordings over there exactly away without paying all of the same which you do well except that there's one is a physical object that the people no longer have Mm -hmm. and one is just a copy Mm -hmm. that you're archiving for the for the Just generations ahead. Happy. Yeah. Well, in Singapore, you'd get 24 months in prison for that. You see? 
And so things they don't have piracy in Singapore. People have much different behavior because of having a law mm-hmm. and having yeah. it be enforced. But I don't think Americans are de-incentivized by prison because America has the highest prison population in the world, higher than India, with its one and a half billion population, higher than China. China. Uh, the, the, as a percentage and as a total number, both America has the highest percentage of population in prison and the highest total number of people in prison, which tells you something. What does it tell you? Well, that's why I said something, because I'm, I'm waiting for you to tell me what it's telling us. Not to, if I would have known, I would have said it, what it's telling us. But it's definitely telling us something. We're a bunch of horrible criminal types in the United States. You know, and that's maybe uh, the problem. That is maybe the no, problem. You're thinking of Australia. Is it the penal colony? Uh-huh. We don't talk about Australia. Dale from Down Under said, do ex on the Australia A. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah, he is our number one sponsor. So, I mean, he's our corporate overlord. I mean, CSB is not really the corporate overlord. He's just kind of the the underlord, if you will. And on that note. Oh, on that note. I like that I'm getting a message in the back channel. Ready to end? Are you ready? Is that it? Nothing more? Are you going to interrupt it the minute I start playing the theme song? Of course not. <laughs>